You're listening to Charge, a CCS podcast. Hey, this is Chad Dirksy, and this is the Charge podcast. It's great to be back um, after an extended spring and summer hiatus. I thought it would be helpful um, first if we could again kind of remind us all of what's the purpose of the Charge podcast, and that's simply... Um, we want to be able to pull back the curtain of all the details of life at CCS and, and let people see what's behind that curtain and mostly important, uh, or most importantly, why we choose to do what we do. Um, in this episode, uh, I have uh, Jake Palumbo with me, and he's our new high school principal. He, he uh, and his family had boots on the ground in Chattanooga uh, earlier this summer and have been getting settled in, and it's been great to get to know him. We've had several uh, upper school leadership team meetings. Our new teachers uh, have been on campus uh, this whole week, uh, and our returning teachers will be back uh, next week for, for more than a full week in advance of students returning uh, for the first day of school. So, um, it's always, I think, helpful to be able to, to see behind a little bit of the curtain of who Jake Palumbo is. So we're grateful to have him here. Um, and hey, Jake, I'd love for you just to start by saying, kind of give us a little bit of who you are and, and how's the move gone and are you settled in? And, and then we'll go from there about more serious stuff. Great. Yeah. Uh, so we've been, we landed uh, about a month ago. And so since then, we've been trying to figure out, okay, what does it look like to live a little bit farther away from uh, home and family? And, and it's been uh, ups and downs, but it's been a beautiful thing, too, just to, to get to know the area. You know, one of the things that you always, uh, I think, explore when you're getting to know something new is, is what's the reality and, and what is uh, what we've been told. And, and so many things that we were excited about that we were told uh, have really uh, we've seen and, and felt and, and tasted here, and especially in regards to, to people. And uh, it's been great to be on campus the last few weeks, getting to meet teachers, getting to meet administrative staff, and, and really feeling a warm welcome. Um, so just a, a little bit about me. We are coming from Maryland, my family and I, my wife Jen, and I met um, back in middle school uh, at a Christian school not unlike CCS. Uh, and we have five children. We've got a junior boy sophomore girl, and then three younger ones. So uh, we are excited to be figuring out what life is, is like here in the Chattanooga area and, and have really just uh, felt warmly welcomed in, in all regards, both by, by CCS and, and by the community that we're, we're living in. Um, so I, uh, I've been a product of Christian school, grew up at uh, uh, Christian school kindergarten through 12th grade and began teaching there right after graduated college and, and uh, got to do a lot of teaching in terms of math and science and primarily science and then moved into administration over the last uh, five, ten years and, 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 now, and now we're here. So That's great. I, I'll tell you a little, all a little bit of a background story. So when we um, got the news that Forrest Walker, our, our high school principal for the past several years, was leaving to pursue kind of a dream job for him as a, a head of of a youth camp, um, and we started the the process. We had a number of of really highly qualified candidates that were good fits to CCS, but 
uh, Jay kind of stepped out to the top really early on in that process. But I'll be honest, I I hesitated a little bit to to call him and follow up with the interview because um, he had and his wife had been in the place that they were in for a long, long time. And honestly, I was afraid that he he just wasn't going to come. Um, so so how long were you, you? You talked about the school you're at. And, and kind of fill in the blanks here. So you, you, you went K-12 to a school. You've been teaching and administrator at a school. Was that the same school? It was, yeah. So there was a little bit of time there, both in college, and then um, uh, I started teaching right after college at the same school that I was, I was at. Taught there for four years and then was uh, called away into some construction work for about four years, uh, doing some project management and some estimating. That was 2008, 2009. So economically, that was probably not a great choice. Uh, and God opened the door and, and brought me right back into to school. And it was just, uh, it was at that point that I think the reality of this is not just how I've wired you, but it's it's the passion that I've given you that really settled in. And so, w- yeah, we've been there um, all of our lives. Our, our Most of our family uh, has uh, either gone through there or has married somebody from there. So there's a lot of connection. And as I'm getting to know CCS, it sounds like it's very, very similar in the same way that if you meet anybody, they've got a connection to the school in one way or another. So Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And and, and just so you all understand, the, the fact that he and his wife both grew up in the community in which they were working, they went to school together, they've known each other for a lot longer than they've been married, was my my hesitation was why would he want to pack up um, from where all his family is and where his history is to, to come to CCS. So what I'd love to do is say, as you went through this process, as we walk through it, as we went through interviews and, and you made your final decision to come and now you've been here for a couple of months, what, what is it about CCS that made you say, hey, this is worth packing up a family of, of seven um, and moving not across the country, but into a very kind of different region than, than you've been in for all your life. What is it about CCS that made you think, hey, this is a risk worth taking? Mm. Um, and so what, have you, what did you think before you got here? And, and what, what have you learned since you've been there that hopefully has strengthened the resolve that this was a good decision? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, even as, as you and I began talking, um, I told you, you know, one of the things that Jen and I have said uh, for a very long time, is we want to be where God calls us, and we want to be serving the people God calls us to serve. Uh, and that's a really easy thing to say when he keeps you in a comfortable place, exactly where you know everybody, where you're known, and, and where things are very familiar. Um, and that became just more challenging to really continue to say, this is still true, when when we began exploring, okay, what would it be like to be this far away? What would it be like to pursue God's calling, not somewhere where we know everybody and where we're known and where we have already built trust and, and community and, and relational capital, but to go somewhere and, and be totally new. Um, but the more more you and I talked and the more that I talked to others who, who know and are familiar with CCS, the more excited I got just about the reality of the good work that was happening here. And, and I think what came to mind on a regular basis was just the intentionality to be distinctly, uh, distinctly Christian, to know who you were, and to actually make choices consistently in line with that. Um, and that is, that's something that is, uh, is appealing partly because of how challenging it is. Having grown up in Christian school, having been in Christian school for so long, I've just seen that constant tension of the pressure, the draw, the the um, the the competing desires that come from 
everybody, right? They come from all the constituents uh, that are either connected directly to the school or just want to have impact over it that pull you in so many directions. And to be able to say, nope, this is, this is who we are. This is how we're going to live out the reality of what we believe about, about all, of, um, all of creation and about who we're called to, to be in this moment. And so there was um, just an excitement about that as you and I talked and in the back of my mind was the question of, okay, how much of this is actually real? How much of this is um, the reality of what happens on the ground versus just what, uh, what your vision of your school was, right? And so I think that can, those can be um, sometimes very much in line and sometimes not at all. And the more we talked and the more I talked to others, the more it sounded like, no, this is, this is actually legitimate. This is happening there. And it's, it's messy and it's complicated and so it doesn't always happen perfectly, but the reality is um, kids of, of all uh, shapes and sizes and, and needs and um, gifts are being served. Um, and it's being done in a way that, um, that's intentional, that's creative, uh, where support is being offered, where uh, we are both recognizing the value of what we do and also the value of what every member of our community can add to that. So it's not calling people to come in and be a particular cookie cutter and just check the boxes and do what we're being asked, but recognizing in your teachers, in your administrators, and in your students, everybody has something to offer. And yes, we have a clear picture of what it looks like for, for us to be doing Christian education, but we also see the beauty and the value of what everybody has to, to contribute to this. And, and I've just, I've seen that again and again in, in my work, whether it's in our meetings and our conversations that we've had, whether it's the students I'm engaging with, whether it's in the areas of athletics or the areas of fine arts, we've had the opportunity for our two oldest kids to jump in across country and, and engage with some of the students and families there, which has been wonderful and, and has affirmed what we, what we heard. We've been able to go and see the, uh, the musical theater summer camp production, and you see the same sorts of things there where you're seeing the beauty and the, the variety of what the school and what its members have to offer, um, and yet it's all aimed towards that same goal, and that's a, that's a really challenging thing to do for schools in general, but I think specifically for Christian schools in this, in this particular time. So the fact that it's happening, again, not perfectly, but but consistently and intentionally uh, was what first caused us to say, well, maybe, maybe this really is something that we can pursue um, and has just been affirmed since we've been here. Yeah, one of the things that we, we want our families to, to see behind the curtain of is, is, is the basis by which we make hiring decisions. And most of that starts with, um, while there is certainly an effort to say, you need to be qualified, what you're doing you need to have done it and shown you can do mm-hmm. it well um, you need to have talent and and feel called particularly to high school administration uh, but for us the the theological and the philosophical foundations that say we're going all the way back to helping our students understand the breadth of right what what did god intend for his creation to be mm-hmm. um what what is it now because of the fall, because it's different than what he intended it to be. And, and how do we live in that moment where we, we have this clear hope um, in God's word that, that all things will be made new, but yet we're living in complicated, messy situations. 
and then what is to come? What does what does all things being made new really mean? And and what does it mean that God's gifted and equipped us uh, to be part of representing Him and seeking His kingdom? Um, that ought to that ought to play out distinctively in the day to day life of our school community. It's not just a philosophy that that is kind of a bedrock that we never unpack. We ought to be unpacking that um, every single day. So let's talk a little bit about kind of what does what does that look like in your opinion in the priorities of a high school principal. Now, obviously, there's the stuff that comes up that's the tyranny of the urgent. Um, there's the fun stuff of leading and guiding teachers, of engaging um, and leading and guiding students. There's also the the brokenness that sometimes requires school discipline or complicated engagement. So how does who you are in the context of, of who God's called you to be, how you represent his image, what we're doing in a redeeming and reconciling way, how does that how does that shape kind of what you do on a daily basis as the high school principal? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the, it's interesting. So I'm coming out of a role where I was, I was a dean of students. And when people said, well, what does that mean? Well, a lot of it was, it was discipline, right? It was policy and procedure writing, but also enforcing. And, and most of the time when I gave a little bit of description of that, people's eyes would just get wide. And why would you want to do that, right? It was actually a very similar uh, response I got from most people when I told them I was a chemistry teacher before that. <laughs> why? Why would you want to do that? Uh, but I, I think, um, just what you were talking about, uh, in in regard to being able to recognize, okay, what is right in front of me is not the way that it ought to be, right? It is broken, um, and yet God had an intention, and there is work to be done in the redemption towards that final restoration. And seeing that every single conversation um, is actually playing that out every single interaction I have and so when when people uh whether it's anyone were talking about my job I said why would you want to do that well that's where all the good work happens because when when you begin doing work where you get to peel back the layer and say okay something's not right here is where you actually have the opportunity to do good and fruitful work towards that hopeful end that that restoration right and we're not going to be able to do all the work here but God invites us into that work in, in whatever role we get to have. And it's, it's such a joy to be able to do that. And I think um, what can be discouraging is if we think, okay, I've got to finish this, right? But what allows, what allows me to find such joy in the work that I do is recognize I, I get to play a part in this. I get to have the conversation with a student who's really struggling, right? Whether that's with obedience or whether that, uh, that issue of discipline is actually just a symptom of something else that's going on that's deeper because I get to to get in the mess I get to actually be a part of the fruitfulness too and I think if all all we think of in terms of discipline is well all I have to do is, is stamp this thing out and then everything will be okay um, as a student going through Christian education for for all of my years um, I look back and I realize because I never let anybody see my brokenness, I never had the opportunity really to have that type of that type of care happen until the brokenness just got too too significant and then it and then it 
it had to be dealt with, right? And it was much messier at that point. And I look back and I, I think if somebody had seen what was really going on inside of me and had the opportunity to have hard, probably uncomfortable conversations with me in high school, how much I would have appreciated that, how much I needed that. And so I see it as a real privilege to be able to walk with students through some of that messiness, with parents through some of that messiness, with teachers through some of that messiness. And that, I think, is also a big part of what we're called to is, is we look at, okay, things aren't the way they ought to be. But part of the reflection of, of God's creational intent is that we're doing this together, right? He didn't leave us to do this on our own. He, looks at, he looked at his creation, and the thing that he said was not good was that man would be alone, right? So when I get to sit down with a student or sit down with a parent or sit down with a teacher, um, that is reflective of what God intended us to be doing, is to be doing that good, hard, sometimes uncomfortable work together, um, not so that I can finish a job, but so that I can simply be a part of a part of the process to say, okay, God has called us to more. What does that look like, and how do we move in that direction? So. Yeah, it's interesting. I think all of us, to some to some degree, have shells, right, that we wrap around the core of who we are, uh, and that may be for lots of reasons. Shame might be one of those. We don't want people to really see what's on mm-hmm. the inside. Um. As we, as we age, we get a bit more sophisticated in those shells. And, and I think we also grow in an understanding of the value and importance of vulnerability. Um, I say this all the time to people, the beauty of, of school life and even the discipline situations that we have to deal with is when we, when we sit in those situations, that shell is cracked. Um, and we don't just have the opportunity in those moments to see the, the part of the thing that's wrong or broken or a mess, we, we actually get to see when this shell is cracked, we actually get to see at a foundational level, oftentimes the unique and distinctive way that the image of God is represented in that particular student that's sitting across a desk or a table or sitting in our office with us. So we get to see God's created glory represented in that student, even when circumstances are hard. And, and then we get to talk about this thing that, that we sometimes um, boil down to one word called truth, that the capital T part, which is not just propositional, it's, it's also incarnational, right? The word became flesh. So truth in those settings when that shell is broken becomes a pathway towards wholeness. And we get to see a little foretaste mm-hmm. when those things go well of how God is redeeming and restoring us. Um, what we often talk about is how hard it is and how complicated those situations are. But, but y'all, when we, when we pull back the curtain, the reason we choose to do these things is because in those moments, it's so good and it's so beautiful and it's so true that it gives us, right, it equips us with the, the energy, with the resilience to walk through some of the more complicated mm-hmm. scenarios. Um, so I'm grateful when I find people that want to walk into those situations, knowing that you're coming brand new. So we just don't focus on discipline because that is a part of it. But, but obviously the life of a high school is, is much, much more than that. Kind of what are the things that you think you need to focus on as you kind of establish yourself and start to build a relationship, um, with people. So kind of talk me through what you're thinking, Hey, 
these are the one or two things that I think I, in the middle of knowing that I got the tyranny, the urgent, mm-hmm. and we got our, our radios, which are our emergency communication um, devices that have to be reprogrammed, that, that it's a, a mess right now. But yes, that's the tyranny, the urgent, I have to do that. But what are you thinking? Hey, if I... If I'm not having to do something else, I want my time to be spent on these things in the early part of your experience at CCS. What, what's that going to be? Uh, well, th- I think they both, the things that come to mind right away, uh, two things, both fit in the same category. And that's kind of moving obstacles out of people's way, right? So with teachers, I've loved the opportunity already to connect with some teachers and just say, okay, well, what do you need? What do you need to be able to do your job? Well, I think sometimes we, we have systems in place or we have structures that um, for one reason or another, we just kind of accept. And so they may keep us from being able to be as, as productive, as fruitful as, as we could. And so one of my, one of my things that I'm, I'm excited about is just working with teachers and asking that question, how do I, how do I help you do your job better? Because from every, every interaction that I've had, every conversation I've had about teachers, uh, I'm, I've just been so impressed by the caliber of teachers that you have here. Um, the skill sets they bring, the passions they bring. It's been so fun to walk through rooms and see, even without teachers here at some point, the reflection of how excited they are about what they're teaching and about the opportunity to do it. And so helping teachers to have as, um, be as well equipped to be successful in, in that as possible is one of the things I'm excited about. The other flip side of that is, is students. Um, student leadership, I think one of the things that we do too frequently, um, and I again, I don't know what this looks like at CCS, is we say, okay, well, here's the structure that you need to work within, and we think, okay, well, students aren't going to be able to do more than, than X, Y, or Z, um, and really freeing students up to realize just how capable they are. And capable they are in terms of, listen, these are really high expectations. This is going to be really challenging, but you're able to do it, and I'm going to walk beside you. I know you guys just introduced the Capstone Project last year. Um, That is an area where I'm sure lots of students felt, how is it possible that I'm going to accomplish all of this in a senior year when I'm also doing X, Y, and Z? Um, And helping students to see how capable they really are. But also with student leaders, you've got a tremendous... Um, program already here and just helping students to see the ability they have to actually lead their peers, the ability that they have to facilitate flourishing amongst their classmates and and maintaining and and building a culture that they all want to be a part of. I think even students can sometimes think less of themselves than they ought to and think, okay, well, I I just have to depend on the teachers or the administrators to, to accomplish this when in reality they have so much uh, creativity and energy that helping them to focus that to see the gifts that they have and then giving them the freedom to, to do to put some of those things into action is is some of the most rewarding work that I've had to do um, in my in my career and I'm excited to see what that looks like here yeah so let's talk a little bit about um, we've talked about teachers we've talked about students uh, there's going to be a part of your job that's that's engaging parents as well mm-hmm. um, so let's let's talk or think a bit about um, kind of how do you see that role, right, of, of the school's relationship with the parent, uh, particularly in a high school context. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how do you think those interactions, right, can happen and should happen with you and parents as you go forward? Yeah. Well, as, as a parent here myself, Right, I'm, I'm looking at that a little bit uh, on both sides of the coin. And I think one of the biggest uh, 
just encouragements I would offer about myself just personally, but I think in general about the administration and, and the work here that we do is reaching out to us to ask questions. I think one of the things that we too often do, and I, I blame, I, I have as much blame for this as anyone else, is, is make assumptions that I, I know the whole story, right? And, and I think one of the things that I've learned to do in my work and in my, my marriage and as a dad is to ask, okay, do I really have the whole picture? And I think when we do that work together, I think it can be incredibly um, rewarding. So as a parent, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Liam and Emma getting involved in athletics and academics and everything else that they're doing. And one of the first things I'm asking is, do, do, I, do I know the whole picture of what's going on here? And then who do I go to? And one of the things that I've just been so encouraged by here is the levels of support that are available, levels of support that are available academically, the availability of coaches and the athletic director when we've got a question to, to call up and ask. And so I think one of the things I would, I would want to see is people reaching out, just saying, hey, it could be anything from just want to welcome you and, and, and say hello, love to get to know you at some point, to, hey, I don't understand what's going on here. Can you help me understand this, right? That question can be can be just wonderful on both sides because it helps us to see where we haven't been clear in communication or maybe where we've, we've um, communicated something poorly or maybe we're even moving in a wrong direction to have a parent say, hey, have you thought about this? I'd love to chat with you. But at the same time, asking it with that, that type of question has helped me understand because I think there's oftentimes when I have asked that type of question, realize there's actually a whole lot more intentionality behind this than I realize. There's a lot of, a lot of thought that's gone into this. Um, and, and even in terms of, of discipline work, you know, I think as a school, we talk about partnering with parents. And when we, when either one of us takes a role of, um, takes an adversarial position of I've got to win this, we're missing out on the opportunity that we're, we're partners in this. We're actually moving in the same direction together. And there are going to be times of tension and friction. And just like with the student that I'm working with in discipline, I think those can be some of the times that you learn the most and are able to grow the most, both as a parent and as a school to say, okay, let's, let's work on this together because we actually do have the same goals in mind. We love this, this student, we love this school, and we want to see it's flourishing. So how do we do that in a way that's fruitful? Yeah, and our hope is, um, our hope is, is that the shift that we're making, um, even in terms of the function and the role of the high school principal, um, Forrest Walker was a great math teacher and loved to teach. We had him teaching some as well as being the high school principal. Uh, that was a good thing in a lot of ways. It also created some confusion because it was there, there. We think anyway, there was a lack of clarity. If I'm a high school parent and I have a question, who who can I go to? We certainly, if that is about a class or or about a coach or or about any kind of co-curricular leader, we'd love parents to start there. Um, but if there's a question and there's ambiguity, then then just like Jim Arnold is the person that is leading the middle school, we wanted to recreate that type of environment for high school. Um, so our hope is Jake isn't teaching, although um, he's a gifted science teacher. Um, we don't want him teaching because the role of high school principal is substantive um, and the ability for him to focus on the details of care for faculty, care for students, engagement with parents. We want him to be wholly focused on those things. Um, so we're glad for that kind of shift and, and glad the opportunity came available us to, to be able to do that. 
But um, Jake, this isn't all about the work you do at CCS. So, so tell me about the things. Let's shift gears for just a second as we we get close to wrapping this up. Um, what do you, what do you, Jen, your kids, what do you, what do y'all love to do for fun? Yeah, we, we are a pretty hands-on family and in terms of the work that we do. So we have, uh, we've purchased a a home with some property that's a little, little bit outside of Chattanooga itself. And and one of the big reasons for that is because we've got farm animals and, and we, we, (laughs) Chad's laughing because I need to tell the story about how our farm animals got here uh, to Chattanooga. So we, we have uh, chickens and goats. Luckily, uh, we didn't have chickens to bring with us. They have all been uh, purchased and, and are beginning to, to take up space and, and, and time here in Chattanooga. But uh, our goats needed to come down with us. And, and we don't have an animal trailer. So my wife, who is probably <laughs> the most creative and also able person that I've ever met, uh, found a way to transport them in the back of our minivan. So uh, about 12-hour car ride with with two goats in the back of the minivan um we left relatively unscathed i will say there were some trial runs that didn't go nearly as well uh in maryland but the the trip down here uh was pretty remarkable and i have to give her all the credit for that in terms of the creativity of uh how to how to make diapers for a goat uh how to cover your the back of your van to make sure it's protected as much as possible and then actually doing the driving I got to be in the moving truck, so I didn't have to deal with that. But uh, she and, and my kids were, were wonderful uh, sports and creative and, and able to do that in, in ways that I never would have come up with. Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that you didn't just take the goats in the back of your van with diapers, but you actually practiced this before you came? <laughs> well, <laughs> we needed to move them around to get them checked out by vets. So we tried some things out that didn't go nearly as well involved. <laughs> <laughs> hosing out the back of our van and using a shop vac, but it was uh, it was well worth it. They're home here in the area. They're settled. They're happy, and so it, it all worked out. That's an awesome story. I wish we'd have got video of that. We could have put it on our social media accounts. But um, in addition, you, you have some rural property uh, in the interview process. I met one of your sons, and he really just wanted to know if he was going to be able to have a dirt pile in the backyard. There's something really refreshing about uh, a young boy that's saying, more than anything else, I just want to make sure I have a – a dirt pile. So I think that actually is a reflection of really good parenting. I'll just give you a compliment, oh, you and Jenna compliment <laughs> there. But but what do you, like fun stuff, like, okay, you're in a place, you've got a, a house with some property, you're a little farther away from CCS, but if you have a free Saturday and it's mm-hmm. the weather's nice, what do, you, what do you, what would you choose to do as a family? Yeah, well, it, a number of things, but almost all of them would be outside. We'd be hiking, we'd be going uh, maybe to the pool, we'd, we'd probably be building something. Um, we've got a, a nice sized garage and right now it is is basically filled with tools and wood and we're, we're constantly building something so whether it is uh, the boys making swords or building something for the farm or just doing something for fun we're, we're we like to to create as much as as possible and, and I'm I'm blessed by again a wife who is is naturally creative kids who who love to do that sort of thing so that's where most of our time goes we're digging in the in the ground, we're building something, or, or we're outside in one way or another. That's it, a, that's excellent. And then I'm, I'm gonna we'll wrap up here, but um, it's really important for us uh, at CCS, and and I want our families to hear this too, right? Your you, your wife Jen, your kids, your your children of God first. Um, you're a family second. Um, you're a high school principal at CCS third. Yeah. That's really important to us. Um, and we recognize that moving your family and your goats all the <laughs> way uh, from Maryland to here, from a place that you were 
you knew people and you were known to a place where you knew very few people and you are unknown, uh, that that, there may be high points in that, but there's also some tough experiences that come with that. So how, how can we, as you think about your family uh, in particular, is there some things we can pray for you all as you continue to make this adjustment? Yeah, I think, uh, I think connection. We, are, we love to do things outside. I just said that, and, and we are uh, pretty creative, but we're also we're pretty relational. That, that is a, a core part of who we are, and the church family that we, uh, we had back in Maryland is probably what we are, um, I think, most looking forward to, to seeing um, happen here as well. Um, so we've, we've really been blessed to see that there are so many just wonderful churches in this area. We've been able to check some, some out and, and form some, some connections there. And there's, there's beautiful things about each one of them, but there's also something to say for nothing is, is quite like what we've, what we've left behind. And, and we're excited to just to be somewhere where God shows us, just like we said, where are we supposed to be and who are we supposed to serve? And so I think just an, an answer to that prayer, God, where are we supposed to be? And who are we supposed to be serving? Um, and clarity and unity and, and joy as we do that. So it's been, like you said, there's been lots of high parts and there are some, some hard parts as well. But um, I think that is where God does some of his greatest work is in that challenge and difficulty. Well, we're, we're grateful. I'm grateful uh, that you're here. Um, the imprint that I had hoped uh, you could and would make, you've already begun to make um, with administrative leadership teams and, and complicated circumstances we've had to work through um, with students you've met, um, with faculty that you've been engaging with. And I look forward to a, a bigger population of faculty getting to know you better uh, next week when everybody returns. But I most look forward to families having the opportunity to catch up with you um, so just like the rest of us, um, his email is his first initial, um, Palumbo, so Palumbo at ccsk12.com. I'd encourage you uh, to introduce yourself, even if that's uh, just a note saying, hey, um, I'm Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm glad you're here. Um, don't expect a, a response to every one of those emails because we're, we're all a little bit under the water uh, right now. Uh, but that's a, it's a good thing. It means there's a lot of good things happening at CCS. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear much more from him in different settings and formats as we communicate. One of the things that we're really intentionally trying to do because of, I would say, the the realities of life the last three years that, that kept us apart for lots of reasons and, and different structures. Won't go into all those details, but we really want to see uh, opportunities to invite um, parents and students onto campus in a more full way. Um, so I'm hoping we can take advantage of that. You can take advantage of that and get to know Jake uh, as we go forward. But Jake, thanks for, for coming on. I appreciate uh, what you've shared uh, with families today. Hopefully they'll appreciate that and look forward to getting on you, um, getting you back on this podcast again in the future. I think it would be good for uh, you and and Jim Arnold, our middle school principal, and I in particular, uh, just because the realities of middle school and high school life um, and the things that we have to deal with, particularly things like dress code uh, and things like that, it might be good for us to unpack some of those things now and then. Because one of the things I'd love you all to hear is one of the beautiful things is not that Jake and Jim are the exact same person, but at the core of what they believe in and the values they have and the way they feel called to do the work, they're very similar. Uh, and that helps us create 
a continuity between sixth, seventh, and eighth grade and ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth uh, in a way that I think is really productive and beneficial for students. So we're looking forward to that too. But again, thanks for your time, Jake. Appreciate you having on, and I hope you all have a really good day. Yeah, thanks, Chad. <laughs>